Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Alrighty. So good day to everybody. I think we should give them a few more minutes to join in. And good day to whoever is listening in today. So we have Crimson in the house. For those of you who don't know, uh, we have we will be diving into crypto today with Crimson, who is from uh, ApeSwap, who is the business development manager, and which is one of the most uh, connected DeFi hubs. And like for those of you who are newbies or veterans, it's one of the he is one of our crypto experts in building future wealth. So welcome aboard, Crimson. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the intro. <laughs> All righty. So I think let's give a, a give few people a time to join and then we can start. So it looks like the market has been green today. I just hope it greens up throughout <laughs> for the rest of the week and months to come. Yeah, the day is young. <laughs> yeah. So those are, so if America is waking up, look, looking at a green uh, grass, <laughs> looks good. Let's hope it greens up throughout the week and month. All right. So let's start, Crimson. So we all know what liquidity is about and how important it is in crypto. And as we all know, the measure of health of any market you could look at is the trading volume, the volatility, and other technical indicators. And the most important factor is where we need your expertise about navigating and taking us and navigating through liquidity right now. So can you shed some light about how important is liquidity in crypto? Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> liquidity is obviously super important. Without deep liquidity, you can't make any type of trades go through. Um, and what we see is like a lot of times uh, you see projects doing things like trying to split the liquidity up too many ways. Um, and what they're doing is essentially creating a lot of little pools where big trades can't go through and basically like pushing away those whales or those uh, larger trades causing a big price impact. And um, <clears throat> that can just be super detrimental to token price and kind of uh, scare away users from using that platform. Um, and like, obviously there's a lot of ways to, go about uh, evading that or, or kind of making that problem go away. But as we see, um, if you're pairing your liquidity with something like BNB and BNB is dropping and your token is dropping, um, it can become a really complicated issue of like, how do you keep your liquidity up when all your assets or all the assets that are um, in there are dropping? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's the most important factor right now. And what, what do you think, how, how is it going to build in terms of the market? How do you think it's going to pan out? How do people, so just, to, uh, just for, viewer, for all our viewers right now, I just wanted to make sure that uh, we let you know that what information is shared right now is strictly for uh, educational purposes. So just wanted to, uh, you to shed some more light about how important and uh, what is the how does a liquidity pool work in crypto oh yeah sorry i should have probably started out um 
it's like more of the, more of the basics there, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Because like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm thinking over here. We have people who are newbies as well as the veterans in crypto. So. Of course, of course. Yeah. So basically, basically, how a liquidity pool works is you pair um, two assets together, and um, it's called a pool because you know you're dipping your bucket into one asset and pulling out the other, uh, and vice versa. Uh, like typically on BNB chain. Um, you'd be pairing your token with something like BUSD or BNB. But obviously, you can actually pair with any asset. Um, there just may be more transactions going on behind the scenes. Uh, if you're pairing with, let's say, like another another like altcoin, you know, that's going to eventually kind of have to go through a pool where it's traded into BNB and then traded into your token as well. So there's going to be more transactions happening there. But uh, that's why people standard, the standard would be on BNB chain would be, Paired with BNB or BUSD, but like obviously there's other options there. <clears throat> right, absolutely. Do you also believe that uh, it will work on multi-chain networks as well? Um, when you say it'll work, what do you mean exactly? So w- will uh, will the transaction be seamless even if it's on a multi-chain? like BSC or Ethereum or any of, because you see in the current crypto market, most of these uh, current, uh, most of the uh, projects want to go on multi-chains. So wanted to know if, if assets can be moved between chains. Yeah. So there's a bunch of really good bridges that are doing that right now and kind of like figuring out those problems as we go along. So I think uh, the further we get in like the future and, <clears throat> The, the more we kind of like work with these um, bridging platforms, the easier it gets to have one token across multiple chains. And as, as there's more and more and more capital efficiency plays as well, um, you don't need to have as much liquidity uh, in total to be able to make those trades cross chain uh, as well. Right. Absolutely. And uh, what, how, give, uh, for the uh, sake of our users, what do you think would uh, what is a better source of income? I mean, how would a person earn passive income on the DeFi? There's definitely different types of farming that can be a great source of passive income. Um, you just got to watch out, you know, for the price of those assets that you're, you're farming, that if they're going down a lot or going up a lot, um, <clears throat> obviously, like, you can lose some money there in the process. And I think it's really important to read up and understand uh when you're like making money and when you're not making money, uh, especially in a market like this, where, you know, it, it feels safe to like hold some assets or, you know, maybe you're farming with something paired with a stable coin. Um, and it, it could be a lot more safe of an option, but you have to like really pay attention. So you're kind of <clears throat> not, not losing money where you think you're making money. Um, we found that kind of basic liquidity mining is, a really good option to bring attention to a project, especially right off the bat. So there's a utility for your token right away when you kind of launch your launch your token, launch your project. But um, right. in the long run, you can only liquidity mine for so long before your token supply runs out. And so that's like a that's a problem we're working on a solution to right now. Right? Can you shed some more light about the solutions that you've been working on? Yeah, we released a product recently called Treasury Bills. Um, and the point here is kind of moving uh, users from or projects from renting liquidity to uh, owning that liquidity. Um, when I'm saying renting, it's like 
if you have <clears throat> a certain amount of tokens being emitted um, for as an incentive for users to stake their LP tokens, um, that's that's a finite supply, right? You're giving those away every day, and then at the end, those incentives go away, and users will eventually want to pull their pull their uh, tokens back out because right, right. they're not earning that anymore. Go ahead. Um, so, so anyway, so, so what we're creating is something called uh, treasury bills, which actually we're releasing uh, a new round of this week. Um, I think today and how they work is they essentially work similar to bonds where you can sell your tokens at a discounted price in the future for um, protocol owned liquidity. Uh, that'll be like basically like locked on the platform, but like, you know, when it unlocks, you own that liquidity instead of kind of just renting it from users in the short term. Wow, that sounds very interesting, especially when you can relate it to what, what's happening in the fiat world with bonds. So yeah, then people who actually take this out will be able to uh, understand the process already. And that's what you're aiming at, is it? Exactly. And I, and I know when you think bonds, right, it doesn't sound super sexy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> they've been really prevalent and they've been around for, for a reason. And there's a reason like in, in TradFi, <clears throat> people kind of, trade bonds and there is a bond market like that. And so um, we're building an aftermarket for those as well. Uh, they are NFTs, so it should be really easy to kind of have that aftermarket and have um, a lot of interesting trades going on and kind of see how that, uh, how that builds. Right, absolutely. Very, it's very interesting things that you've shared and love to hear your insights from you, uh, Crimson. Uh, what else could you tell us about in terms of liquidity? Can you... Uh, help us understand uh, I mean ape swap where did that name come from obviously there is something got to do with swapping so can you shed some light about the benefits of swapping and how do I swap in liquid the, the benefits of swapping uh, like on our decks or the benefits of swapping in general in general you can start with um, in general and then how you could how it will how it works on your decks as well of course. Um, I mean, so the benefit of swapping in general, especially on BNB chain is, <clears throat> I mean, you can go from like one asset you have to the other asset and pay a very small fee. Um, and that's what I was saying before too, right? Like it's a, if you <clears throat> have a large liquidity pool, you can pay a very small fee um, and have a very small price impact and own those new tokens, right? Versus if the liquidity pool is very small, you may have to make multiple transactions, pay the fee multiple times, have large uh, price impacts. So you're changing the price of the token a lot uh, just during those trades. And so that's, that's what we were saying before is like those large liquidity pools are super helpful in, in that way because they just make the trading experience more satisfying and better for everyone. I'm sorry, I'm speaking on mute. Uh, so, what what do you do differently on your uh, on your decks? Uh, so, honestly, like in terms of actual trading, right? Like we are a pancake swap fork uh, at the very like base level. So, trading is pretty similar on our decks as it would be to um, you know like any any other major decks. Okay. <clears throat> what we do do differently here at ApeSwap is we actually take an approach of like 
wanting to provide services to projects and trying to make the experience better for projects working in this space. Um, and we do that, we do that a couple of different ways, right? We <clears throat> have leveraged ourselves as basically a DeFi hub. We realized, you know, being a DEX in this space, we have a ton of connections, you know, we talk to launch pads all the time. We talk to VCs all the time, marketers, um, like bridging platforms, whatnot. So one of the benefits of coming to ApeSwap as a project is you can come here, get connected to all the things you're, you're looking for. Um, and we see like, I mean, obviously crypto is fairly new and there's a lot of new players in this space all the time. And so a lot of people come in, maybe coming from TradFi or something else, and they don't have all these connections right off the bat and then kind of come get hooked up um, in our hub and, and get connected, you know, finish their raise up, uh, get some good marketing and, and then um, kind of have access to all of our services. Uh, and we have a lot of, a lot of liquidity mining and a lot of um, like deepening liquidity services that you won't see on other DEXs. Well, that's right. Hey, hi, uh, Crimson. I think uh, we just uh, uh, lost uh, Nikita in this space. I think she'll be back soon. So uh, to take this forward, uh, so Crimson, I have a question for you. Uh, how, how exactly we can find out the uh, best liquidity providers in the market? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. What do you mean exactly by the best liquidity providers? Uh, liquidity providers in the sense like you know at the uh, like uh, one one thing is like you know exactly like market makers there there is also people who actually help in market making right so somewhat related to that okay i i think i see what you mean um so like i guess a lot of those uh liquidity providers are, are using dexes to to do the farming and that's i guess probably the best place to find them and like you know you can see which which contracts are you know where those uh where those whales lie? So by the way, uh, you know uh, the other question uh, that we have, um, the asset allocation. You know, should should that be based? Uh, you know, should that be age based or should it be uh, goal based? Uh, one more time on that. I'm sorry. You know the asset allocation that we do uh, in the liquidity pools. You know, should that be like age based or goal based? That's the question. Um, age based or goals based. So, yeah. like, how much how much liquidity you're looking for yeah. to have in there? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> that's a great question. Um, a lot of that's going to come down to a lot of things uh, that that have to do with, like the tokenomics, right? So, you know, like how big is the market cap? Um, how much volume is trading on that token? Not every token necessarily needs to have the deepest liquidity. You know, like a million dollars of liquidity all the time. Um, and there's a lot of time where those assets could maybe be used elsewhere. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but basically it does come down to, you know, like uh, in real time, it's like we want when that volume hits, we want to make sure the liquidity is deep enough to um, satisfy all those different trades. Um, and in times when it's not, it's not quite as important. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, uh, uh, you know, however, you, you already stated that, you know, there's some uh, something that's launching uh, from the Ape Swaps uh, and, uh, you know, is there anything else in the next quarter that, that is uh, uh, going to launch from your end? Because uh, right now the markets have really turned and I think uh, in terms of volume, it has been affected uh, 
to all the crypto markets. So, what what are the plans uh, in the next quarter from your end, from at least from the Apeswap end? No, that's a great question. Um, so, in terms of other things coming from our end, um, I don't think I have any that I can leak right here on the call right now. But um, potentially in uh, the near future, we we should be able to. Um, but yeah, with the market down like this, um, we kind of see this as an opportunity to kind of keep moving forward, keep making really good connections, keep building our DeFi hub, and and kind of keep like seeking out and. In, in a bear market, you really kind of see what people need the most. Um, so it's been very helpful for us to identify like what tooling to kind of work on next and uh, how to provide the most value in this market. Got it, got it, got it. So, uh, Crimson, you know, just, just uh, you know, it's a question that uh, uh, everyone is actually curious. Uh, everyone in the market actually have a lot of doubt regarding this. So you know the case that happened with the uh, three arrow capital and uh, you know their micro strategies also it's very near to get liquidated even Celsius you know the three the three main companies are actually in a stage of being liquidated as of now they haven't been liquidated so what are what are your takes on that you know what are your takes on that actually yeah no that's <laughs> that's an interesting question um it's <clears throat> I, I think it's important to pay attention to how much we're leveraging ourselves. Um, and I, I think to some degree, it's maybe good for people to at least see that, you know, this can happen. Like that leverage is not as safe as you, you thought it was, or, you know, really like read into what you're, what you're investing in and really pay attention and kind of know the risks because I mean, we don't want everyone to lose their money. We don't want people getting liquidated and we, we don't want to be running into these issues. Um, and, it, and it's kind of been like a bit of a snowball effect recently. But I think this is going to be a great learning experience for a lot of DeFi users. Yeah, totally, totally. It's totally. And like uh, we all are learning a lot from all that stuff. And always taking a loan, margin margin loan is always very risky, in, at least in this particular uh, market. And uh, it has always been, at least for me, it has always been risky. Uh, personally, by taking margin loan, I have been liquidated many times and I've learned a lot. So it's everyone out there should really be very careful with the margin trading and all that stuff. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, when you look at the numbers and you're like, oh, like that's an insane return. Like, how am I getting that? Um, <laughs> yeah. It should be a little bit of a, a red flag and you should kind of do some research and, and kind of figure out how those, how those numbers are possible. Um, and, you know, typically it's like, you know, that money's not being printed out of thin air. So <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Hello, it's sound testing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm back. I think uh, Crimson, I've lost quite a bit of what we've discussed. But I'm sure our listeners here are very excited about what you've had to share so far. Well, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we had we had fun while you were gone. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, well I'm, um, I guess that's what technology is all about, right? Like you just make it you try to make things perfect and then somewhere down the line it just backfires <laughs> yeah no 100 i've had i've had multiple times like trying to like get into spaces and i've had issues with spaces before too so um <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it no. it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a new part of the platform so <laughs> i think there's a couple of kinks i gotta get worked out <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights, uh, Crimson. It was lovely hosting you on the show today. 
and you've brought a lot to the table and i'm sure our listeners have been thrilled to listen to what you had to share and for those of you who don't know me i think i forgot to introduce myself at the start i'm so excited to introduce you <laughs> so i'm nikki your co- uh, host from adlinum and you know where to find us on adlinum.co.cc uh, from sunil it's lovely talking to you today and thank you so much for sharing your insight this was a great show and we will uh talk uh talk to you around. we'll see you around I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it was great being here and um hopefully uh sometime in the future I hop on another one. All right, absolutely. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn platform with a proof of attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 